So he is incredibly biased and he has to say nice things because otherwise he gets in trouble later. Yes, you did. Well done. Good job. That's all men care about. They're like, so long as I can get the years right, I'm not in trouble. That's apparently all that matters. How are we all doing? Are we good? We've had a good morning so far, haven't we? Awesome communion message, awesome declaration, great worship. God just does incredible things, doesn't he? And um, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Um, just, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. No, I don't have a Bible sitting on my pulpit today. Um, that is because I am a, uh, I change my versions of Bibles a lot. And uh, currently I have an NIV Bible sitting at home. But I'm not using that today. I've got a couple of different versions that I'm going to be using. And so I've actually written it in here rather than flipping through my phone every two seconds. So just so that people aren't like, she didn't have a Bible up there. So unspiritual. I have it at home, okay? I'm still using it and it's also on my phone. It's all around me, all right? So, okay, let's get into it this morning. Um... For those of you who have heard me preach before, I am a person who preaches from experience. I learn from my mistakes. That's how I was raised. My parents would let me make loads of mistakes when I was growing up, but I had to deal with the consequences later on. And so um, I, I am a learn from experience type of girl, and I don't tend to get up here and preach unless I've actually gone through something myself. Um, and I... I I find that I tend to have more of a grip on the reality of it if I've had to experience it myself. Now, um, I don't know how everyone else does it, but I do not handle stress very well. I'm one of those people where it starts out small, like a little, you know, what are those squeezy um, stress bowl things, okay? My stress starts out like that, where I can handle it. I've got it in my hand and I just, you know, squeeze the stress bowl. Uh, but then it snowballs, and I feel like I am Indiana Jones running through the temple with that big rock rolling on after me, you know, and I feel like it's chasing me down. I, and I, I recently had an experience where I went through some extreme stress. And I don't mean stress ball size. I am talking about the size of the moon falling at me like, you know, what do you call it? asteroids shooting down at me, stress. Um, so I had a stock take at work. Who knows how stressful stock take is? Who works in retail? Oh, man, it's terrible. Now, I don't like stock take on an, like when I'm a normal employee, um, but this particular stock take, uh, my boss decided that it was my turn to run it because I'm the operations manager, so I guess it's part of my job, really. Um, but so it was the first time I had to run it on my own. He wasn't going to help me. <laughs> He's like, no, you've got it. You have to do all the organising. You have to do all the preparation for it. And uh, you have to also, you know, make sure that everyone else knows what they're doing and all that sort of stuff. So not only did I have to do all the organisation and stuff, but the result was going to lie on me alone. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I work at Harvey Norman and uh, we have big dollar value in our store. 
And uh, so I was going to be chasing down like thousands upon thousands of dollars and I was a little bit nervous. Let's just, it started out small. Um, but the closer that we got to the day of our first count, um, I was beginning to feel a little bit incompetent and a little bit unsure of myself and I had no idea what I was doing. You see, my whole foundation that um, I rely on for my job was feeling very shaky at that point. I felt very unstable and it felt a lot like, um, you know, like when you're on a boat and you're rocking back and forth and you don't know how to get your, you don't know how to stabilise yourself. It was a bit like that. Um, I felt like I was on a pirate ship out at sea in the middle of a storm. And who knows that when we feel unstable, we feel like we're completely out of control. And that's not a nice feeling. You know, you feel like you're a girl that's wearing her first set of high heels. Okay? Sorry, boys, I didn't have an analogy for you guys. You know, the first time a girl puts on a pair of high heels, she feels beautiful. But the moment she takes her first step and she realises, oh, that's not as stable as what I'm used to, oh, you feel a little bit vulnerable because you're like, I don't want to, like, trip over out in public and, you know, make myself look foolish. And that's how I was starting to feel. I was feeling unstable and... Um, it made me feel out of control. And I'm going to be honest, I felt like I was a bit on a downward spiral. Um, but going through this, God gave me, well, he has now given me some strategies. So what is it, hindsight, um, where I can now look back and God has given me some strategies for the next time I go through this. Um, and I want to just give you a heads up. This it has a happy ending, this story, okay? You know, I, I didn't end up crumpled on the floor in a shame spiral and, you know, never to be seen of again. No, this, this story has a happy ending, but between um, the moment of stress and the happy ending, there's a whole lot of God's grace in between, okay? So before I go too far into my story, I want to just check out a time when Jesus and the disciples were in a boat and it was very stormy. Um, so if you want to turn to Luke chapter 8, verse 22, I'm going to read from the message. I'm a bit of a message girl at the moment. <clears throat> oh, I can hear people actually opening like paper Bibles. That's awesome. <laughs> They're still out there. I love it. Okay, so my version says, One day, Jesus and his disciples got in a boat. Let's cross the lake, he said, and off they went. It was smooth sailing, and so he fell asleep. A terrific storm came up suddenly on the lake. Water poured in, and they were about to capsize. They woke Jesus, Master, Master, we're going to drown! Getting to his feet, he told the wind, silence. That, that's how I imagine it, silence. And the waves quiet down, and they did. The lake became smooth as glass. 
Then he said to the, to the disciples, why can't you trust me? They were in absolute awe, staggering and stammering. Who is this anyway? He calls out to the wind and the sea and he tells them what to do. Uh, God bless the disciples, honestly. Uh, so the message says, why can't you trust me? And the NLT, um, the New Living Translation says, where is your faith? In the Amplified Version, oh, it hits right here. It says, where is your confidence in me? See, Jesus was already on the boat. The storm literally had no chance of tipping over. Not a chance at all. Why? Because there was nothing that was going to stop Jesus from reaching his destination. Okay? We need to keep that in mind throughout this whole thing. Okay? Whether Jesus was asleep, whether Jesus was playing solitaire with a pack of cards, whether Jesus was, you know, steering the boat himself, the storm would have had no effectiveness, no chance at all. See, Jesus' presence on the boat was the victorious factor. He was there, conscious of the storm or not. I mean, he was asleep, he didn't care. Obviously, he can't have been that bad. No, it was bad. But it wasn't enough to wake him up. He was just like, yeah, I'm good. He was there. Nothing would stop him from reaching his destination. Now, we can become like the disciples. I think we are like the disciples. I think we're always in the same boat as the disciples, don't you? We forget that the presence of Jesus in our life is enough to calm any situation that we find ourselves in. See, they were looking to him to do something physically. They wanted to see him perform some kind of miracle because that is what they were trusting in. They wanted to see, you know, they couldn't see past the storm. And... Um, and I guess that when I read this like, particular story, I always feel like Jesus is like a little bit miffed at them. Like a little bit like, seriously? Can't you just trust in me? Like that's sort of how I read it. You know, a little bit like, come on now. He was a little, like it just seems that way. And uh, so the question that the Holy Spirit asked me when reading this story was, Knowing that Jesus is already in the boat, knowing that his presence is already there with me, what else could the disciples have done? And knowing that Jesus is in my boat, when I'm going through an out-of-control situation, what is it that I can do to help uh, change things? When things are feeling shaky and when I feel insecure... Knowing that his presence is enough to calm any situation, any storm that I'm going through. What can I do and what can I lean on? And so um, here are a few things that have, you know, God's been revealing to me over this past couple of weeks. I've made them all um, boat and pirate related. (laughs) Just for fun. Uh, So the first one is... Cast the anchor or drop the anchor. 
I can't, I would say it like a pirate. I honestly, I even thought about wearing an eye patch. And I thought, no, that's too much. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to have to think of, think of it like I'm saying it like a pirate. Curse the anchor. There it is. All right. Stop and breathe. Stop and breathe. Remember that Jesus is already in your boat. He is right there with you, whether you can sense him or not. When we feel out of control, we need something that's going to stabilise us and we, like, something that we can just sort of reach out and grab hold of. Um, there's something so comfortable about being stable. There is nothing more stable than Jesus, the rock of our salvation, the firm foundation of our faith. Uh, in Hebrews 6, uh, verses 17 to 20, in the New Living Translation, it said, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his oath and his promise. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. In the Amplified Version, it actually says that um, God's promise and God's oath cannot slip and it cannot break down under any pressure bared upon it. His presence and his promise and his oath to us are unbreakable. And all we have to do is drop our anchor and be fixed to this unbreakable, unshakable foundation of Jesus. How good is that? Oh, it's so simple. Honestly. You see, let's go back to my story, okay? At work, I'd obviously begin to stress out. And I felt like the ground underneath me was slipping. I was getting behind in all my other work. Because let's face it, like, you know, in retail, business doesn't stop. So just because I'm doing one task doesn't mean that all my other things, you know, can get put aside. I had to try and keep up. Um, And the pressure was really starting to create cracks in my emotions and in my personality um, and in my family life. Because, you know, it wasn't just at work I was beginning to stress out. It, you know, was leeching into all aspects of my life um and I just hadn't I was not a fun person to be around and I can say that because I'm normally pretty fun okay just putting it out there Luke knows I'm fun um and I was starting to snap at just the silliest little things my poor kids I tell you what I was just the snapping monster um and so one day I was driving to work and I was honestly, I felt just dread. I was like, here I go again. I'm going to go to work. I'm not going to get anything done. I'm just, I'm not going to be able to do this. And so I put worship music on, um, like I dropped the kids off. I thought, no, I'll put some worship music on. And I mean, I've only got like two minutes to drive to work so um, I've put on the music and 
all of a sudden I could feel tears just welling up in my eyes. Like I, I felt like, okay, I'm on the break of an emotional breakdown. Oh my gosh. Um, but then I could feel the Holy Spirit nudging me and I'm like, oh, good, not an emotional breakdown. I'm not crazy. It's okay. Uh, just the Holy Spirit. <laughs> But he was just nudging me. He's like, just let it go, Haley. Just let it go. And uh, so I did. I, honestly, I bawled my eyes out. I, luckily, I'd gotten to the car park by that point. So I was just sitting in my car just crying and crying. Um, I was just tired of trying to balance my life out. And, um, you know, I had my home life, my work life, church life, being a parent... I count that separate from family life because let me tell you, being a parent is tough. Um, but I just dropped everything at Jesus' feet and it smacked, like you went down hard like an anchor, like boom. And, um, and I realised that I'd been focusing on everything else, you know, juggling, trying to keep all the balls up in the air. And um, or I needed to focus on Jesus and... Um, just be in his presence at that moment. So I sort of just sat in the car, um, just, you know, allowed the crying to stop. Um, and then I went into my office and I, I sort of, because um, I've got Spotify on my phone, so I just sort of had the music going uh, through my computer as well um, in my office. And can I tell you, I had the best day. I had the best day that I'd had in weeks. See, Jesus' presence changed the atmosphere, okay? There was something so different about that day. Why? Because I dropped everything and allowed Jesus just to be there, be present, be evident, and um, it calmed me down and it helped me focus. I got through so much work that day. It was insane. I feel like people thought I was a bit of a pit bull because I was just like, bam, 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 I'm here, I'm there. Honestly, I got so much work done. It was amazing. You see, we need to drop our pride and we just need to let the anchor drop and we just need to rest in his presence because he's already on the boat. He's already in the midst of the situation and he's already got it under control because why? Nothing's stopping Jesus from getting to his destination. Okay? Point number two, all hands on deck. Okay? I like that one. Uh, The dictionary says that all hands on deck is a cry or a signal used on board a ship, typically in an emergency, and to indicate that all crew members are to go on deck. I mean, I I think that it's pretty self-explanatory, but I thought I'd just put that out there. See... Remember that Jesus was already on board and his presence is already with them. But the disciples also had each other. And my guess is, um, I don't really know what kind of a boat it is. I'm not really, uh, I'm not schooled in biblical times. And so I don't know what kind of boat they were on. Uh, My guess is if there is a lake big enough for there to be a storm and for there to be massive waves, they would have to be in a fairly sufficient-sized boat. And in that case, then, I'm guessing that they would probably have a crew as well. So uh, 
in my mind when I read this story, I'm thinking about like, you know, a fisherman's boat and they've got... Has anyone seen Deadliest Catch? Okay? You've got the fishermen, but you've also got the people that have to, you know, drive the boat and, you know, the cook on board. And I'm also thinking about a pirate ship. Uh, Point is that there's... I'm guessing there's plenty of people around. I mean, there's 12 disciples to begin with, so that's a lot of people. So it can't be like a little dinghy that they're all like going across this thing in. Um, So, yes, someone had to know what they were doing. Someone had to be a specialist in driving a boat or whatever it is. But instead of encouraging and strengthening one another, they all caught the complaining negativity bug. And uh, I think we all know how contagious... That bug can be. You see, at work, I was not being very optimistic. Um, I found this picture online, put it up, it's amazing. Being Optimus Prime, not a Negatron. That's for all my nerds out there. I actually have this up in my office now. It was too good not to. I love it. But I had become the negatron, okay? I was speaking in such a negative way about this stock take that each time someone would come into my office to talk to me about it, I could see the sense of fear in their eyes. (laughs) And uh, they would come to me with their problems and go, here you go, and off they'd run. People had begun talking pretty negatively about it. Oh, gosh, not looking forward to this stock take. It's going to be awful. Probably because Haley's in charge. No. But people were starting to catch what I was putting out there. And uh, the culture of my situation had started to get out of control. And to change this, I had to change. Um, Now, at... The only way that this was going to happen was for all hands to be on deck. And by that I mean I needed a support group. I needed people around me that were going to encourage me, that were going to lift me up and that were going to pray for me. Um, And so let me tell you this. I am not the kind of person that will normally put my hand up at, say, like Connect Group and say I need prayer for something. That's just not me. I'm stubborn. Exactly. I am the worst. So um, I knew at this point that I needed prayer. And so I'm so thankful for my Connect group. Can I just say, if you're not a part of a Connect group, find one to be a part of. Because it's not just about learning about God. It's about um, creating a really firm group of friends that you can trust and, um, you know, have them help you with your problems. Just knowing that um, they knew what I was going through because I'd like told them when I needed the prayer. They prayed for me but they knew how I, like what I had on my plate so they were just encouraging. Like every time I'd see them, hey, how are you going with your stock tag? Like, you know, how's things going? Oh man, so uplifting. And so, you know, because, and I think because I, usually I'm like, oh, it's just a work situation. I tend to just go, oh, that doesn't really need, you know, group prayer. Uh, but let me tell you, it did. It really did. If I wanted to see a change in that situation, I needed a support group. 
Um, and so I asked for the prayer. And, um, you know, they prayed that God's hand would be upon it, that, you know, it would run smoothly. Um, you know, I, I just needed people to stand with me and declare and believe with me that I was going to have an amazing result. Um, and so just a few scriptures about, like, encouraging one another. First Thessalonians 5 verse 11. Uh, so encourage and build each other up so, uh, just as you were doing. And Hebrews ten twenty four to 25 says... Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, nine, uh, sorry, 4 verse 9 to 12 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help them. Uh, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? They probably didn't have um, dunas back in those days. <laughs> Um, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The word of God is amazing. Let me tell you, I saw this and I knew God said that I needed someone to be on my side. You know what? In my workplace, I am, um, I will say the only Christian. There's someone that goes to uh, one of the Mormon churches and she's amazing as well. Like she'll pray for me if I need it and I'll pray for her. But I have no one that believes the same as me in my workplace. And so for me, it's, it can get really tough. I can sometimes feel weighed down. And so that's why it's so important to have a group of people that are going to stand by you and declare with you the good things that God can do. We need prayer for encouragement and support. That is why God gathers us together. That's why we are Infused Church. Okay? God has put us together. And so the next day I went into work and um, obviously fresh from the prayer, I decided that I was going to start speaking positivity and that I was going to start declaring, you know, good things over my stock take. And um, as I began to do that, you know, like someone would come to me with a problem and I'd be like, that's cool, I got it, don't don't stress, we're going to fix it. And then all of a sudden, people, instead of coming to me just with a problem, would come to me and say, oh, look, I found this issue, but I think that we can do this to fix it. And all of a sudden, my workload went from everything being on me to everyone pitching in and giving a hand, all hands on deck. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, and the next one's going to sound really weird, but it is give no quarters, all right? Um, Another way to say it is take no prisoners. Uh, The dictionary uh, says that take no prisoners says be ruthlessly aggressive or uncompromising in pursuit of one's objectives. 
and the Urban Dictionary says, basically, just go for it. And don't let people get in your way. I love the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. So, basically, it is a position of not giving the enemy any room for victory. See, these days we can very easily take on a defeated attitude. And when situations overwhelm us, we can feel bogged down, we can feel cornered, trapped. In John 10.10, the message says that um, a thief is there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that you can have real and eternal life more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That was the message version of that one. I love it. The enemy comes to make you feel trapped, cornered and weak. So I'd gotten through all the preparation and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be smooth sailing from now on. This is awesome. And then the day of our first count came. And uh, we've got these uh, little scanning machines that you go around scan all the barcodes with. Um, and then you click it into the computer and it uploads all that information. It tells you on the computer what you've got. Um, now, even when things run smoothly, this process is tough. It's tedious and it's... Uh, very long, drawn-out, time-consuming, and you've got to get it right, okay? So it can be a stressful experience even on a good day. Now, on this particular day, things had started out okay. We'd uh, gotten all the information from our warehouse. We have an off-site warehouse, so I'm very thankful to God that they uploaded straight away onto this computer. Um, but when we started to scan our shop... Uh, the data wouldn't upload from the scanner to the computer. And um, not just that, as soon as I would plug it in, it would delete all the information that we had just scanned on there. <laughs> it was like panic city. I'd... Honestly, no words can describe the stress at that point. And let me tell you, I'd have to send people out to rescan areas. They would come back and it still wouldn't load up and people were getting frustrated and all eyes were on me. Haley, how much longer is this going to take? Haley, why is the computer not working? Haley, And not just that, I had my boss sitting in my office looking over my shoulder the whole time. And that, I could see his frustration starting to grow. I mean, this is his money that we're talking about. Like, and I was feeling bad. And I had not, I'm not a technical person. I'm not good with computers. I felt like I was calling the help desk every two seconds. They were getting frustrated with me as well. Oh, Haley's on the end of the line again. It was just terrible. And I felt like crawling into the fetal position in the corner of my office and just rocking back and forth, hoping that, you know, people would just forget that I existed. Honestly, I felt defeated and I felt deflated. And so here is what is so amazing about God. He fills our gaps. 
so that when we feel like we are weak, he fills the gap with his strength. And when we feel alone, he fills our gap as our companion. And in this particular case, I felt like a failure. But God filled the gap and he was my success. I decided to take a moment, take a breather. I said to my boss, I'm like, look, I'm just going to get out of here for a minute. So I sort of like, I'm going to say speed walked to the ladies' toilets and I was just staring into the mirror. Has anyone ever had one of those moments where you just stare at yourself in the mirror? And um, let me tell you, when I was looking in that mirror, I did not see someone that was more than a conqueror. I did not see someone that was, you know, can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I saw someone that was just defeated. I just had nothing left in me. And so at that moment, I just looked to God and I just literally, all I could say was, help. You got to help me. I got nothing. Help, help, help. And um, I took a breath and I walked back into my office. And what God does by filling the gap and performing a miracle, at that moment it truly amazed me. From the moment that I asked God to help me, the scanners started uploading. And, you know, it was like nothing had ever happened. Everyone started working together well as a team. I got the candy out. Everyone was happy. (laughs) And I I, I started to feel more like myself again. And um, God was... uh, he allowed me to have my, I want to say my personality back. You know, he, he just refreshed me. He, he was like a refreshing set. You know, like when you're trying to go on the internet and the page won't load, so you hit refresh. It was like that. God just refreshed me. And um, I was able to lead in a more encouraging way, um, obviously because I wasn't stressed out about the computers anymore. Um, and the burden that I'd been carrying had just lifted. I think that I'd sort of shut God in a little and decided that, you know, it was a technical problem and, you know, God can't fix a technical problem. Let me tell you something. You know, he's the greatest source of Wi-Fi. He's our greatest connection. So I think he's got it all in hand. He knows what he's doing. Certainly taught me that um, it doesn't matter what the situation is, that he can do anything, he can fix anything, he is almighty. He can do it all. And see, here's the deal. When it comes to us, God will not let the enemy take any prisoners. He will give no quarter. And when I said earlier that it seemed like Jesus was annoyed at the disciples, the truth is, 
that Jesus would stand in the gap for the disciples any time that they asked. Any time they needed help, no matter what the state of their faith was. Because that is who he is. He will always fight for us. And he will always protect us. He will always provide for us. And he will always make a way for us. Why? Because that's who he is. Jesus is the storm calmer. And he certainly showed it off in my life. And uh, just to add a little cherry onto the top of what is the longest story in the world. um, (laughs) I actually ended up with the best result that the electrical department has had in the history of our store. And my boss gave me an amazing bonus, which we needed because we, like at the time we were paying off so much osh from the holidays beforehand. And it honestly, like without that, like so God provided at the exact same time when we needed it. God is so good, church. After all my stress and hard work, God just showered blessing and it was amazing, honestly. And you see, God, he already had it all in hand. God already knew that I was going to have a good result and God already knew that I was going to get a bonus. But when I panicked and I needed his help, he, he was there to calm my storm. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 to uh, verse 6 to 11, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. How good is God? How good is he? If we can feel like we're on a rocky sea, but he is always the firm foundation. Always. And so this morning, if I want to leave you with anything, it's don't panic. Situations are going to come up. Believe you me, I know that I'm going to have more in my future. Hopefully now I'll be able to handle it a little better. But don't panic. See, God's presence is already with you. God's presence is already in you. The Holy Spirit lives inside us. And so all we have to do is drop our anchor, hold firm, to his foundation. Ask for help. It's okay. 
Ask for prayer. It's okay. It's not shameful to need prayer. Okay? I learned that the hard way. Don't learn the hard way. It's okay to need prayer. It's okay to need people around you that are going to support you. And just know that God does not let the enemy devour us. He is right there and he's fighting alongside us because he's a good God. He loves us. He loves us so much. And so this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray over two things this morning. First of all is maybe you don't know God. Maybe you don't feel, maybe you don't feel his presence. And so this morning, if you don't know him, but you would like to, you would like to know that there's someone that you can trust and that you can hold on to during the hard times, someone that loves you more than anything. If you would like to know Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand. I just want to give an opportunity and just say, I I need to know this Jesus a little bit more. I need to know that I've got someone on my side. Thank you, God. I see your hand. Lord God, we just thank you so much for this person who's raised their hands right now. And God, I just pray that your presence would just come right now, begin to fill her up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We're going to have someone come and pray with you in just a minute. And the other one is, if you're going through a stormy situation right now, I don't know what it is. could be anything, honestly. If you've got stress, if you feel out of control, if you've got anxiety, if you just feel unstable, if you feel a bit shaken, then just raise your hand. I just want you to know that God has everything in hand. God has everything in control. Lord God, I just want to thank you for each and every person that's raised their hand at this moment. And Father, I just pray that they would feel your presence. God, that you would envelop them with your love. Father, that they could just breathe you in and know that you're right there and that you've got everything under control. I pray over their stormy situations. I pray, Father God, that you would begin to stabilize them as they trust in you. Just trust in him. Thank you, Lord Jesus.